Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. My savvy fans secure their internet. Join them at expressvpn.com slash watchchad. Well, it's party time, Mom. It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Brather Show. I just Googled Britt Hume's wife. I don't think that's who he was buying vinyl Vixen for. Vixen vinyl. I don't think that's who's wearing the pleather. Oh, well, you never know what kind of freaky stuff goes on in the Hume household. Welcome to another episode, as I said, from the Mothership, which is Studio 22. The Puppet Master Mark is at the helm, driving us into the nether regions. Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, looks on. Uh, There's a little buzz around her head because she is my filter. She is my thought maker. She is the one who makes me tick. Sir Herbert, the silent deer, I almost called him Serbert, the highland deer. Herbert, the silent deer, looks on, face of shock, making the same face he made the night the truck hit him. In the pub over there at Party Foul Pub, Party Foul Steve is there. You waving like the queen? Yep. Yeah. You got You don't turn it all the way. You're waving like a pageant contestant. Yeah, You're pageant doing the figure queen. eight. I'm a pageant queen. <laughs> yeah, you would be disgusting. Did you ever, uh, Hot News Natalie, did you ever do the whole Texas prom thing or whatever, the homecoming where you had the... What do they call those things that they make that you have to wear? Like the, the corsage? Yeah. The mm-hmm. big giant thing that goes all the way down that's, your body? That's, that's not prom. That's, that's homecoming. homecoming. Yeah. What do they Did call this? Uh, that's a mum. Uh, it's, it's a mum? It goes right? all the way down your body? That Well, it was not like that when I was in high school. It was still big, but it wasn't like bigger than the girl. Like now it's bigger than the girl. <laughs> it's huge. Texas is weird, man. Or as Mike Bloomberg says, Tejas. <laughs> Tejas. Do you see where Mike Bloomberg was in the Cuban community or whatever, and he was talking about, they said, oh, well, Texas, we, we call it Tejas here. This guy is so irrelevant. Mike Bloomberg licking his fingers in the donut box the other day. I mean, just licking every single finger. That's what a man worth $60 billion is worth. I mean, or not what he's worth, but what he does. Like, he just used to do anything like your you want to do. Is that him trying to, trying to be normal? No, it's just him he's, being a spoiled, oh, okay. rotten jackass. I didn't know I mean, if he was just whole thing. trying to feel like that's what he thought normal was. I like much. my fingers. Yeah. Sitting here in the hot seat today, Blaze TV's investigative, investigative <laughs> deep diver into the dark web, researcher for the one and only Glenn Beck. Finally. Yeah, Jason Bushell. Welcome to the new studio, Jason. It's yeah. this place is lit. It's pimp. I've been trying to get in here for a while. It's pimp. <laughs> <laughs> it's pimp. Uh, I'm glad you wore the denim today. We match. This is fantastic. Totally did not do this on purpose. People don't understand, man. I I only have like five shirts that I keep around here. Same. Yeah. Have you seen Same them? Deal. But I don't rate a dressing room, unlike some big shots. Oh, well, so it's like you know. <laughs> I mean, mine uh, mine looks like a broom closet that they they took all but maybe two or three brooms out of. Yeah. You stole that dressing room. Yeah, totally stole it. The chalkboard that with the names on it were blank. He just wrote his name on it, and everybody just started calling it Chad's dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you look at my desk, there's a couch right behind where I sit, my little dungeon yeah. where Glenn keeps me chained up. And so because I'm the nerdy researcher, every once in a while I'll get pulled into shows. Yeah. And so I, if you watch all my appearances, I'm only wearing two shirts, this being one of them, and a bl- and a and a blue blazer. We've noticed every single. I know you. I know we've but. noticed. <laughs> I want to get into this because I'm going to pick your brain on some major topics. Major topics. We're going to summarize some things, and some people are going to enjoy this. Uh, let's sell something, Candace. We want to sell anything. We're capitalists around here. 
Oh, there we are. Hey, listen, this was recently featured in uh, Breitbart. They made a big splash at CPAC, the CEO did, calling out some of these uh, social media platforms. Conservative voices are being silenced daily by left-wing tech companies that profit off of exploiting your privacy and then silence your voice when you say something that they don't agree with. And more and more, our most sacred right, which is the right to speak freely, has come under assault in places that were designed for us to share our opinions freely. And with no other options, you're forced to play by their rules. That is until now. I want to introduce you to Parler. You've heard me talk about it. Parler is the news and free speech app that will not silence your opinion or violate your privacy for financial gain. Simply download the app, create your post, your account, I should say, post, share, and speak freely. You can't just say anything you want to say. You can't threaten violence. You can't commit actual acts of crime or hate or harass or commit those kind of things. But that's not who you are anyway. We're talking free speech. So go to Parler.com or visit the App Store. It's a little red one with the P in the middle. Download the Parler app today. I'm on Parler. You can follow me at WatchChad. That's P-A-R-L-E-R.com. P-A-R-L-E-R.com. Find them in the App Store. Go there right now. Get news. Speak freely. We'll be right back. Oh, we're going to dig deep. Jason Buttrell, uh, I would love to check out, speaking of Brit Hume, I'd love to get into your search history. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if the NSA or the FBI came looking at all the stuff you research? I would go straight to prison, I'm sure. I've, I've got to be on a watch list. You know they look at that stuff all the time anyway. <laughs> got to be on a watch list. Speaking you, of Brit Hume, yeah. I, now every time I want to search for sexy vin- uh, vinyl, now, when I'm you know in the mood of seeing that, I, all I see is pictures of Brit Hume. Brit Hume. Ruined it for me. Brit and Kim. Gosh, I can't search for that stuff anymore until he stops trending over that. <laughs> Just ruined it for me. Search a lot of that, do you, Jace? <laughs> well, you know, I mean. <laughs> I mean, a man's got to eat. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, my Lord. Did you see where, we'll get into the deep stuff here in a minute, but did you see a recent news article? I guess this was the UK. They stole... million worth of of sex toys off of the back of a freight truck. They still haven't caught the people who did it, but they they were destined to one of those getkinky.com stores. And so I don't know what you're going to do. Like, is there a black market for those kind of items? I don't know. Have you been in one of those stores? The prices are insane. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, Steve, Uh, especially the higher up you go. Yeah. Um, we wandered into one of those stores. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about the quality, the higher up you go. They, they, uh, we wandered into one of those stores. Where was it? In Seattle? It was Seattle. Seattle, Washington. And it was just so massive. I felt it was almost like going to the fair. It was. <laughs> it was. I thought there may be funnel cakes and corn dogs, but Around there were other things shaped end, like corn dogs. In the aisle, there was something you could like, I, you could touch them and you know steve had a feel for it steve i was like steve found that this feels little fleshy that feels real yeah you and there was some stuff didn't you there was one like rubber butt that uh was there and like it was all dirty you could see where people didn't put their hands oh, all over God. it so they, you know jesus took, coming back took turns sticking their thumb and you know <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a that wasn't a uh, one of those trucks those tractor trailers. All this stuff trucks. was, yeah. yeah. You always wonder by. what's in those things. Yeah, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. I had a, back when I was in industrial sales, uh, working for a big company, 
I had these accounts that I would call on, and one of them sold all of this stuff. They manufactured these devices, and they made, like, these sex pillows and things. And so I called them. On a, I made a sales call to them one day, and I said, hey, look, I need to come out there. Because you always have to go out there and see what all they need to, to outfit their facility and whatever. I, I always made a purpose. And they warned me the first time. They said, you know, you're going to see posters on the wall. Our facility's not like most industrial manufacturing places you're gonna see toys on the conference tables and things like that and they said funny story they said two girls from the power company came out about six months ago and we had a meeting and when we were done we asked the girls two girls said would you like to take home a catalog of our products And they're like oh no 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 we're good we're good no 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 kind of blushed and left next week one of the girls showed up uh, to make a follow-up call. And when, the, when that meeting was over with, she's like, you think I could get one of those guys? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no peer pressure. No none pre- no pressure was there. So anyway, they still like 3.1 million. The world's a freaky place. Yeah, it is. And I don't have to tell you that as a chief researcher for Glenn Beck. I, I, I've always told you, I want you to throw, give me the throwaway stuff. The stuff Beck doesn't want. You know, the stuff that the world's not ending, but it could get there. That kind of deal. Yeah, we don't really deal in that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's usually the world ending type stuff. That's what I'm saying. Pretty much all of that. <laughs> See, I just have this idea of you chasing point to point, going down the rabbit trail, and you're like, no, nope, that doesn't end in Armageddon. That's not Beck worthy. Throw that one out. Yeah. For sure. Now, there's a, I get, there, there's a lot, there's so much information out there nowadays, and we get so much from like fans, from listeners. Yeah. You, can, you can't imagine some of this stuff. And a lot of times it's, it looks very, very legit. And uh, I'll get emails sent to me or, you know, files, all kinds of stuff. And you'll go through it and you'll look, you know, take, take it down wherever the trail leads and you'll find out that it's just a big hoax or something big like hoax. that. A lot of people would actually print that. You'll see that in places like, I don't know, Infowars or something like that. Yeah. But the vast majority of that stuff is is a complete hoax. It's what's the, the crazier things is what we've actually proved to be true. Things I wouldn't imagine before. What's the difference between say a conspiracy theory? Because you have the uh, what's our guy's name down in uh, Infowars? Um, Alex. Alex Jones. You know who's you know you have that element versus a real cutting edge revealing story yeah. well i mean there's conspiracy theories because they have no facts and then yeah. there's like, conspiracies are, are real things there's conspiracy facts so if there's a conspiracy theory that the fr- fluoride's turning the fr- frogs gay yeah. okay i want to see this fluoride because that sounds like some pretty crazy stuff yeah. well, they don't have it you know what i mean they don't have documents that prove that you know the fluoride is turning the frogs gay yeah um but conspiracy facts like say the stuff that we found in ukraine um, the State Department, you know, act- actively working with, you know, major liberal mega donors, you know, to sh- to shape countries. That sounds like a movie plot. Mm-hmm. But we found the conspiracy facts that prove that true. That, and again, that uh, sounds like a movie script, but it's absolutely true. And you won't see the media report on that. Yeah. That's some Jason Bourne kind of stuff. Straight up Jason Bourne stuff. Yeah. And that, that's the thing, because you guys did the special uh, on the Ukraine. It's very revealing, very good work. And... You ever think like one of these people is just going to come suicide you one day or <laughs> I, uh, I mean, Glenn's covered. Glenn's He's covered. He's pretty protected. You leave alone. The th- well, the thing, true, but the thing, <laughs> that's the, the glorious thing about media companies is you're kind of protected yeah. on that. You really are. But and that's kind of shame on you for the other media co- uh, outlets out there that they have the power and the reach to report on some of these things. They just choose not to do it. Yeah. And the vast majority of, of you know, I mean, we're a minority as far as media is concerned 
you know, no one has our, our point of view. You could say maybe what, maybe Fox is like kind of there, but I, I mean, you doubt them, you yeah. know, a lot of times they, they would, Fox won't even say the words. Can I say the whistleblower's name on this, on this yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Eric won't even Charmilla. say the name Eric Charmilla. They will not say it. Yeah. We'll say it all day long. Yeah. I mean, why deny the facts there? If you, you don't want to say Eric Charmilla, then, you know, don't say Eric Charmilla. But, I mean, around here, we don't ever say Eric Charmella just to be saying Eric Charmella. Yeah, Eric Charmella just sounds I mean, like a Eric Charmella just rolls off the tongue, and it's fun to say Eric Charmella. <laughs> you know? I don't know. You know? I mean, the whistleblower, Eric Char- Charmella, we, we just don't ever really bring him up. But Eric Char- Charmella is, yeah. he, he's very, yeah. <laughs> sounds like the name of a fancy coffee creamer. <laughs> Ferrero Rocher. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a nice little piece of candy, you know. But no, you're right about that. That's why I am I'm still I'm out there looking, researching Candace and I, we're looking for that frog's turn gay story. Cause we really want to take this show to the next level. Yeah. You know, we need to whistle blow some Charmella. Um you know what I'm saying? We need yeah. to really get some Brit Hume conspiracy or some <laughs> um controversy i should say going on in here so any throwaway stuff you don't want but how how what type of aha moment did you have whenever you started uncovering some of this ukraine stuff the, the biggest aha moment where so this is i i, I was trying to tr- uh, follow the money trail from hunter biden through that did you did you see that remember that document that, that we found that mm-hmm. there was actually from i think the latvian government that said hey we, we've got these uh these laundered funds and it goes straight to the bank account of of hunter biden and so i was following that and the the further i followed it i followed it back to this guy that owns the uh, the, the um, both the largest state bank in ukraine Privat bank and he's also the owner of burisma the mm-hmm. principal of it so he's like the big boss and we we're like, well, let's just, you know, it was one of those like random, you know, maybe I should look in to see what this guy's all about. Well, the more I looked into him, I found out that he was actually made a governor in Eastern Ukraine, right where their war, you know, was happening with those Russian separatists. And he was made the governor specifically because he had a lot of money. He knew how to, let's say, hide dirty funds. And he was also known as the main funder for the war against Russia in mm. Ukraine. He funded the Ukrainian military directly, gave them hardware, gave them all this stuff. I'm like, this guy's rich, but is he that rich? That he just has all this money to throw away to, to finance a war? Well, we started finding out that the, the, the funds that were given from the US government to um, Ukraine to bail them out went directly to his bank, directly to his bank and then went missing. Mm. The more we looked into it, we saw that those funds were laundered outside the, the country. They were uh, they just disappeared in Cyprus. All his shell companies defaulted on the on the on the loans uh, that equaled exactly one point eight billion dollars, which is the money we gave him. Yeah. And I was I remember running out to Glenn saying, wait a minute. So our money was laundered, stolen, laundered, disappeared. And it was went right into the lap of the guy that was known for funding the war in Ukraine. Now, we both at the same time said, this sounds like Iran-Contra. And we were like, holy crap. Now, that is the type of thing, like, we could only lead people to the water on this, but we don't have, you know, the ability to trace laundered funds. It's supposed to be invisible. You know what I mean? Like, how do you find it? It's laundered. And by the way, party foul, Steve, that doesn't mean they put it in a machine and turn it on a spin cycle. 
yeah, but that's not you know, what laundering money. If means. you want to wash the coronavirus off, that's the best thing. That's to do. how you would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I learned that. Now we got to deal with that. So that might have been the biggest thing. That that probably might have been one of the biggest aha moments that we saw because we never even considered that angle before. Because the Obama administration back then had made it his policy: Hey, we're we're not going to antagonize Russia. We're not providing lethal funds. Trump was the first president to actually provide lethal, uh, you know, aid. Mm-hmm. But back then it was the policy just to give beans and blankets and stuff like that on the surface. But under the table, what was hidden in that bag of beans, right? Yeah. And, and what was flowing direct? Where did this, you know, hit? We still haven't found this money, and the State Department doesn't seem to care mm-hmm. where it went. Why? Yeah. Was it because it was going to fund this uh, this program to actively fight Russia? You know, did did we as taxpayers fund a war that we didn't even we didn't even know of? we were in? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely insane. But that this is where the U.S. Treasury needs to take over. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes irritates you, you know, that you're not large, your voice is not larger than it, that it currently is, because possibly if we could get somebody else to talk about this, we could get the Treasury Department to look exactly. into it. I mean, I, I wrote a song with Ryan Weaver called He's Still Your President, and I can't even get people to download that. My voice isn't big enough. <laughs> it's a good song. But I know what you're saying. It's frustrating. Yeah. Because you put all, pull all this stuff out, and you're like, you know, it's right there. And there's so many forces mobilized against us, you know, yeah. whether it's like you were talking about, you know, just before with that, that uh, previous ad, you know. Know, like yeah. you know, big tech is kind of built right now to just to, to suppress what we're saying yeah i mean and when you're built when your business and all this you know information business is going in the direction of the internet you know it's it's an actual it's an active war yeah you know whether we want to get the truth out and our viewpoints out or they want to suppress it and so far i think they're winning and suppressing it a lot and i mean this is a we're talking about an administration remember <laughs> that didn't even have a cent of controversy or scandal oh nothing yeah, yeah that's nothing. what you know biden said about obama's deal so ridiculous yeah and the biden's took the money and run i mean there's no because you, you're right you can't find the money now and that's one of the biggest things is well why can't we hold the biden's accountable for this well they took the money and ran i mean it's it's gone it's done i mean it's been ciphered into everything that they are and who they are and and and, and that and that's kind of the system is what they did isn't technically illegal yeah you know if, if he was setting his son up to do all these things it's not technically illegal yeah there's in reporting uh funds the only place like so so if you're married you and your wife uh and you were a president you and your wife had to report all where you're getting all your cash but your kids are free to do whatever the heck they want to do right your friends your parents do whatever the heck they want to do. So you can set them up in other countries to make all this money. It's perfectly legal. Yeah. You would not. That's another thing we were looking into was smarmy bastards. It's, it's crazy. They, yeah. And they all do it. I guarantee you both on the left and the right, they were pissed off at Biden for being so blatant about it. They're yeah. like, what are you doing? This is a cash cow. We've all been benefiting off of for so long. And now people are actually looking into it. Yeah. You son of a b- <laughs> I know. Hey, talking about money, friends, stop wasting money on overpriced holsters starting at just $37. We the people holsters are custom designed to fit your firearm perfectly and made right here in the USA. They have thousands of options to choose from for both inside and outside the waistband plus an amazing selection of printed holsters with everything from the Constitution to thin blue line, even designs to show your support for our president god bless him their proprietary clip design allows for you to easily adjust both the cant and the ride of your holster so that it will fit comfortably and securely at all times so go to we the people holsters.com slash chat and get yours today every holster is going to ship free it's going to come with a lifetime guarantee you can get an additional ten dollars off with the offer code chad and you know it 
your satisfaction is guaranteed. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a total refund. We the people holsters.com slash Chad. That's we the people holsters.com slash Chad. Use offer code Chad. Brit Hume is excluded. Hey, we're going to be right back going deeper, deeper into the brain of Jason Buttrell. Stay where you are. Hanging out with Jason Buttrell, chief researcher here at Blaze TV, Blaze Media, all the kind of... uh, hmm. Get the jitters just hanging around you, Jason. <laughs> and I want to remind everybody, if you didn't watch the last time Jason was on the show, and this has been a while back, this is the dude who took pot shots at the Taliban. <laughs> ISIS. ISIS. <laughs> and ISIS, not the Taliban. I had Taliban on the bringers. We're going to talk about that next. Uh, where were we? Iraq? Iraq. Yeah. Iraq. You just saw him a mile off, and you were like, hey, let me hold that rifle. I mean... And then you tweeted about it. That's where the problem was. That's where I went wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if, you're, if you have the opportunity to shoot at terrorists, much less ISIS, yeah. I mean, you pretty much do it. Right? Yeah. I mean, everyone would do that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I would. Yeah. I would. It doesn't even have to be a terrorist. I just find some, you know, rando. <laughs> you know what? It was 170 yards out in the desert. I was hallucinating, and I don't know what I. He could have been a terrorist. Who knows? Anyway, sorry, lady. <laughs> yeah, you had a you had a fun little scandal around that. We we're cool, full of scandals man. right now. I gotta get a scandal, Candace. Why do I have to be so clean? Uh, I mean, I travel with these questionable people here between Natalie and Steve. I haven't released my book yet. Maybe when that comes out. No one thinks you're clean. Everybody knows I'm clean. <laughs> Smell my finger. <laughs> Smells like Mike Bloomberg's anyway. <laughs> Taliban. We made a treaty with the Taliban. How do you make a treaty with something that's really a governmental non-entity? With terrorists, yeah, with terrorists, pretty much, and that's exactly what they th- that they are, and yeah. the, they they believe that they're an Islamic emirate. You know what I mean? They like like a caliphate, like ISIS. They know it. We know it. They know we know it. In fact, when they were going to sign the the treaty, they actually had the flag of their you know Islamic emirate. They were going to bring it in, yeah. and they had to be stopped at the door because they're like, hey, you know, this might scare off the Americans. I mean, yeah, it would have made a public spectacle, but we know that. We you know we we know this. I tell you what, I. <laughs> This is we obviously should be out of Afghanistan. Yeah. I don't want to be there anymore. I want our guys home. Right. But this is a very, this is going to be a, an issue with veterans. Um, I served in Afghanistan right after 9/11. Uh, was in country about a month after 9/11, and so a lot of us. This is very personal for us, mm-hmm. and you're going to find that with you know if you talk to vets who say, hey, I don't think we should have pulled out of Iraq, they're probably going to say the same thing about Afghanistan. I don't think we should pull out of Afghanistan because this thing really hits home to us. And um, we didn't want, we wanted this to be like, you know, the, the Japanese surrendering on the Missouri. We wanted that. That's what we wanted this week to be. Not a peace, you know, yeah. deal with us, you know, kind of with the appearance of running with our tails tucked between our legs. But, uh, I mean, I, w- I wish the administration would have taken a different route here. Mm-hmm. I wish they wouldn't have said this is a peace deal. I wish we would have just went to the Afghans and said, look, we gave you a chance. You know, we, we shattered Al-Qaeda. We shattered the Taliban. Um, we gave you a chance. Now this is your opportunity to do something with that chance. Yeah. And we're leaving. We're out. And we're going to drop about 50 Moabs on the tunnels. 
As a going away party. As a going away party. It's just going to be like a just like a Donald Trump bukkake. This is going to be the Afghan Fourth of July, only yeah. with Moabs, straight up. Yeah, I'm. I, I've never been so conflicted on something. I think in a well, probably ever, because again, it was that was. Did I tell you my 9/11 story. No. Where we were. So this is on 9/11. We I was in the Marine Corps, we, and we were forward deployed in case something crazy happened, and uh, we were in Australia. And uh, we were sitting in a bar after, after an exercise with the Australian Marines. We're just hanging out in the bar. And then we see these towers come down on TV. We all thought it was just like an Australian movie or something. It didn't look real. Yeah. And we probably had a few too many at that point mm -hmm. also. But then literally about an hour later, the white vans came through from the Navy and they were rounding everybody up, blowing whistles, putting us all on the vans. We're like, what's going on? They're like, we can't talk about it. Put us on the boats. So we went straight out to sea because of security protocol. And about, another, about an hour after that, we were all up on the flight deck and the uh, colonel gave one of the craziest speeches. I remember to this day, it gives me chills. But he was like, men, December 7th, 1941 was my day of infamy, my dad's day of infamy. And the world will come to know that September 11, 2001 is your generation's day of infamy. And then he told us what had happened. We were enraged. I mean, we were like trying to do our battle cry from way, you know, about a you know thousand miles away so that the Taliban could hear us. And that was our experience. We went straight to the coast of Pakistan. We were in country about a month after that. Mm -hmm. And we wanted revenge, you know, like it was, it was on at that point. I, I missed everything that happened back here in, in the country. I kind of, I, I wish I could have seen that, you know, the country actually coming together. For a day. But yeah, for yeah. a day. Yeah, a day and At half. least. 36 hours. But I would not have traded that experience for anything sure. because it was just, it was amazing. And we wanted, we did not foresee another, what? 20 years right. of being there still and for it to end the way it did. That's why if you bring this up to a veteran, he'll be conflicted about it. Yeah, they're conflicted because as you said, you want people to come home. You want guys to come home, guys and girls. Uh, but I, I, it bugs me that America doesn't really believe in decisive victory anymore. It becomes diplomacy. It becomes let's sign a treaty, let's shake hands and, you know, within a week, within a few days, the Taliban immediately went right back after the Afghans, Afghan government. Yeah, it's because we don't we don't state those things from the get go. And I wish leaders would be more forthright with that. Like, why, why did we go? We went there to shatter Al Qaeda's ability to train and, and attack us from there and to kick the butts of the people, their benefactors that were enabling them. Mm -hmm. We did that. We should have said that and left really is what we should have done. But what did we do? We, we wanted to play nation builder. You know, we wanted to make sure that, yeah. you know, we did the responsible thing of helping them out and building their country up and then training their military that every few days they shoot us in the back, literally, um, when we're over there. Um, we should have, you know, said from the get-go, we're going to do these two things and then got the heck out of there. Yeah, and just done it. But doesn't, never works out that way. Just done it. Kind of like Natalie's marriage. <laughs> first marriage. Yeah, should have just gotten the heck out of there first thing. That actually did not work out. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> the second one's proving to be pretty great. Yeah, well, you have to say that. Your mother-in-law's in the room. Yeah, well, we got, we got a lot of pra you know, practice on that first marriage. Yeah. So. A lot of what not to do. Upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know that fool, but you got a good one now. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. We'll see how long that deal goes. Um, well, it's. I mean, I think they already... They already started attacking the Afghan National Army. Yeah, as of last night, I believe, and uh, 
they said, hey, our deal was only not to attack U.S. or coalition forces. So we won't attack them while they're drawing down. Yeah. But we're going to go back to well, it's back to what we were talking about. The Bidens were say technically it's not illegal. It's just a smarmy move. And that's, of course, what do you expect from the Taliban? Yeah, of course, that's what's going to happen. Uh, but, you know, people don't understand. You hear people all the time say, well, what is going to happen if the government tries to come take your guns and revoke the Second Amendment and all these things? Like, well, you can't fight against the government. But you know what? All these all these Afghani fighters and, you know, they've got their little tunnels and caves. They've been doing it for a century, in essence. I mean, look how long the Soviets were in there. They were in there a long time, 20 years. (laughs) They couldn't win. You know, we're over there. They have these, you know, they don't have any really air ability. They just have these tunnels and caves, and they just that's their network of moving around and all that stuff. I, that's why I said we should have just dropped about, you know, 25 Moabs on them and boom, 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 boom. You always hear that. It pisses me off every single time. You'll hear that from people that want to take your guns. Like, what does, you know, you know weapons of war? You're not going to do anything against the United States, the most powerful military in the world. <laughs> Vietnam, Afghanistan, this stuff happens all the time. That's right. I mean, Revolutionary our, war. I was about to say the same thing. That's how yeah. we are here. Because we didn't, yeah. the, the, the English were the, I don't know what you call, they, they were the elite fighting force of the, of the they time. They were the uh, empire. I mean, they were the ones. And, you know, they're out there with their big black hats and their red coats on, and they're all in formation, and we've got squirrels on our head as hats. <laughs> and we're shooting them with hunting muskets from behind a tree. Yeah. And they run off. Hanging know. from the tree. <laughs> Aim small, miss small. I mean, Mel Gibson was there. He could tell you all about it. <laughs> he was there chopping them up with a hatchet, man. I mean, these barbarians after the French and Indian War, they're ready to go. <laughs> ready to rock and roll so no i understand all that stuff what do you think about we're going to get deeper into this in the next segment but what do you think about beto o'rourke coming out Mm. and putting his support behind biden and biden saying oh he's going to change the face of america we're going to turn him loose after the guns yeah really strange i don't don't know why the the, the democrats have had a habit of doing this lately and making sure that they support known losers Mm -hmm. yeah like people that have a hard time winning anything yeah. You know, he, he failed in the Senate uh, because he, people didn't li- obviously like his radical ideas. Failed presidential run, you know, catastrophic because people didn't like his, you know, radical ideas. Now he's the good guy to come on board, especially right when Texans are about to vote. But yeah. that's even still, you think Texans by and large support that? Yeah. What he's talking? No. He's been off the scene, talking about Robert Francis O'Rourke, he's been off the scene just long enough for me to like forget him. Yeah. Just, just that matter of weeks. I just like, mm, okay, he's gone. He ditched the beard too. Yeah, and now he's back. And Biden's sitting there. What it looked like they were in a water burger, you know, so, yeah, Beto and his wife, and they're just sitting there like, you know, somebody snuck him a Playboy in the woods, <laughs> and they're just all happy, like we're back on the scene. And I was like, I forgot what a tool bag this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh my his, gosh, his awful. kids uh, sat down with him and advised him to go support Biden. So, <laughs> but just like you know, they told him don't run for president. He did that. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, we need you to run for president." It's, it's all about the kids in the O'Rourke yeah. family, little Irish kids. What a dumpster fire! That I mean, they they are absolutely screwed. Oh, I was yeah. just I was just looking at five thirty eight, and they give now about a seventy percent chance that there's no, uh, no one gets the nomination, and it yeah. goes to brokered seventy percent. <gasps> Bernie was a distant second, wow. barely edging out Biden. But the but by far the greater chance is that no one gets it. Can you imagine Milwaukee if that's the case? We're going to talk about that. We're going to get deep in the weeds. Eh, well, about as deep as we're capable of getting. But <laughs> I want to get down in the weeds uh, in the next segment as we talk about that because 
2020 is going to be exciting, the remainder of it. Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what turns out when we get down to this convention in Milwaukee. And I'm going to offer not only my idea of what this democratic strategy is, see what you think about that, but I'm also uh, going to give a deep prognostication about this election between Donald Trump and whoever that candidate winds up being. By the way, folks, I, I'm going to start a petition. You got the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, and the Trump Party. That's what I believe. And you got a donkey, you got an elephant, and you got a lion. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> I want to encourage everybody to go to shop.blazemedia.com, find collections, Chad Prather. Get your F the left shirt. It's <laughs> my favorite. F the left. It means forgive the left. They know not what they do. <laughs> forgive the left. Uh, you can get your party time mom shirt. You can get your party time mom mugs. Aren't they cute? You got one over there, Steve? Hold it up. Hold it up for the world to see. Look well, at I do it. have one. Yeah, look at that party. Look at my mug on there. My mug on my mug. <laughs> That's beautiful. You know what? Nobody needs a Steven Crowder mug. You need a Chad Prather mug. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got a collection on there, Butchel? You need a you need a Jason Butchel collection. You got some on there? No. Nah. It'd be real nerdy though. I don't think anybody'd buy it. You know, oh, like you never know. Who wants this protractor? <laughs> you know yeah. this pocket protector. <laughs> it's got my face on it. <laughs> Here's your pocket protector. Comes with three pins. <laughs> But wait, there's more. But, but wait! <laughs> Act now and you will get a yellow highlighter. <laughs> Here's an interesting theory. Joe Biden, everybody's jumping behind him. Klobuchar, uh, Beto. These are some pretty progressive people, right? Um, you know, Buttigieg. They're throwing their, their weight behind Biden now. They're really trying to get Bernie out. They want. They don't want Bernie. And I mean, part of me almost wishes Bernie would get it just so we could cut the head off the snake yep. once and for all. And we'd trounce him. Yeah, it, yeah. absolutely trounce him. Let's just go ahead and kill that socialism germ mm-hmm. right now and just give it to Bernie. Let him do it. But that's not I don't think that's going to happen. But what could be interesting and one of the reasons I think Elizabeth Warren is still hanging in there because it just logically doesn't make any sense. And by the way, by the by the time this comes out pre-taping so elizabeth warren maybe she's already dropped out Hmm. we don't know but at the time of taping she's in um what if she's hanging in there just to to keep the progressives hungry so that maybe biden's promised her a vp spot Mm -hmm. and that way he gets the progressive votes to come along behind him too um well their ideology even though it may sound different is exactly the same yeah the only difference between them is that bernie and people like warren are coming straight out and saying we're going to eliminate your choices Mm -hmm. you know we're going to eliminate you know like private insurance things like that now the 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 the, and they're they're, none of them are moderates they're all extremists Mm -hmm. um but they all want the same thing, kind of like Obamacare, even if they just say, look, we just want to improve it or whatever from the get go. And they mentioned this in the, the people that invented it, mentioned it in on, live on video. They said they, they, said, they said this was a Trojan horse to get rid of uh, private health insurance. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, it's not a tri- tri- Trojan horse. It's, it's right there. 
That's what they want. So even if someone like, say, Buttigieg or Biden saying, look, we don't want to eliminate your choice. We just want to make this better. The whole point is to create the system that collapses these collapses the other one. Yeah, that's the entire point. Bernie is just more of a he just comes out and says it. Yeah, um, which is, in essence, what socialism does. You have to create something that collapses everything else. That way, those in power rise to the top and they're the ones who get determined everybody's choices. Right. From private property to everything you've got in terms of health care, anything. Right. I don't for your as to your theory, I, it's very possible. I, I'd be kind of surprised if Warren turned did you know was like turncoat on biden because i don't know if they're still pals or if that was went out the window once you know they had their little spat she's a bitch dude i mean like (laughs) she's a bitch i mean this these debates really i mean not only is she a liar but i mean when she came out i mean she was brutal Mm -hmm. i mean not even wanting to be diplomatic it almost seems like they've kind of put this i don't know this uh you know, they've all kind of collectively said, look, Trump's a fighter. You know, we think that he won because, you know, his base sees him as a fighter. Now we need to give another fighter to go back against him. Mm-hmm. Warren to me, like, yeah, she's a total B in the in these yeah. things. But it almost seems like I don't even buy it. Yeah. Like, it's all just an act because she wants to. She, Bernie's obviously the fighter there because he's just a total a-hole. Of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. But. Warren is like almost like, well, I can be that too. You know what I mean? And yeah. so she's, but it's it's actually kind of comical seeing them all, you know, beat each other to yeah. who's the tough guy on the stage. Yeah. We'll do this later. We'll do this later. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Steyer, what a dork that guy is. I don't, I don't want to get in the middle of it. I just want to say hi, Bernie. Uh, he's such a fanboy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll, we, okay. Good. Good. And then, yeah, there was a, and another video came out later. There at another event, and and he was again trying to come up, and he was tapping Bernie on the shoulder, and Bernie and had Bernie to push like, him oh, away. Oh, I get away from me, Tommy. What is the deal with Steyer? Gosh, <laughs> what a fanboy. I know. He really is. I don't get that at all. I mean, I guess you're trying to get in there to see if you can get into something get a position or something it's such a, it's such a smarmy process that's the word of the day smarmy smarmy yeah I, it's just so dirty i don't know why we expect anything different yeah i don't understand why this cult of personality has emerged in politics where we start really putting these people up on a pedestal you take bernie sanders bernie sanders never done anything never done anything joe biden's never done anything i mean how do you go to washington dc you spend 40 years in washington dc you never done anything okay so you made him the vice president well hell joe biden didn't have anything to do with that yeah i mean he just got on the ticket bernie had like what 20 bills that he co-sponsored in his entire career and a couple of them were just about naming a post office right nothing of any substance but he did write a book and become a millionaire. And became a millionaire. And yeah. you can too. Well, we, we will talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. Of course, I have three homes. You know, I'm in DC. There's that one. Burlington. And everybody's got a summer camp. <laughs> summer camp. What a punk. I actually didn't hate Elizabeth Warren as much on the stage when she was debating. Let me tell you, I don't, not in any way a fan, but uh-huh. at least she had enough balls to, and she was prepared. She can debate. Yeah. Even if you call it down and dirty or what bulldog or bitch, but she can debate. The ideal, she, she chewed up Bloomberg pretty good. Ideologues can debate, yeah, like because they, they actually believe in what they've said. They believe it. Yeah. So Bernie can debate, Warren can debate, but they're also the most dangerous people policy wise, mm-hmm. you know, out there. Like Bloomberg, I don't think he's not an ideologue. No have a clue. You know, none of them are. Biden's well, not an ideologue. None of them are. Warren reminds me of that high school English teacher that pissed at you because you didn't do your homework. <laughs> you know all about that. Yeah, she sounds like it too. That and yeah, Steve was trying to like sleep it. with it's her. Just like. 
I know. Got to get that A somehow. I know. Don't let your wife watch this episode. <laughs> what worries me about this is I studied this this election and I kind of compared it to when Barry Goldwater yeah. uh, ran against uh, Johnson, uh, LBJ. Mm-hmm. And uh, Barry Goldwater was like the radical at the time. So like then, like now Bernie Sanders is like, you know, kind of the, almost the grumpy version of the grumpy old communist version of Barry Goldwater for his party. Good He's point. the radical now. So Barry Goldwater, he was like, there's this libertarian, you know, the rest of the Republicans are, were rhinos. They were like, you know, Rockefeller Republicans. They weren't really conservative. Yeah. Until Barry Goldwater came up, he got trounced in the election. Again, comparing it, I think Bernie Sanders gets trounced in the election because radicals always get trounced. And I mentioned my prognostication for this thing and i'm telling you what i believe is it is going to be a pure curb stomping november 3rd that's why i wish bernie sanders would get this thing so we could cut the head off the snake it's risky it's risky i mean look one out of six people over 80 have dementia Uh, we we're already seeing that with with i've called it the dementia crats at this point um joe biden and 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 they're not going to live past 85 so you know when joe biden is the youngest man in the in the election here insane this running that's 77 years old but can i scare you for a second oh god so barry goldwater got trounced but then what did it do it gave birth to modern day conservatism it gave the rise of ronald reagan really so well that same thing and it turned us more conservative yeah Will the same thing happen to the Democratic Party? Once the radical with the ideas came, gets trounced, does that rebrand Democrats finally? Go back a few episodes back where I talk about socialism, and is the title of the episode is Jesus Was Not a Socialist. Uh, we talk about that. We break it down, and I make the point in that you were just a few generations away from if this young generation stays the way they are, the trend stays the way it is, we're in trouble mm. in that regard. We're going to have some final thoughts. Hang tight. Right back, Jason Buttrell. If I get the coronavirus, the first place I'm going is to a Bernie Sanders rally. I'm going to kiss everybody. I'm just going to I'm going to lick everybody else's fingers like Mike Bloomberg licks his own. Jason Butchell, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm not scared of the coronavirus. No, me either. In fact, if, it, if I've it, already had it. If it comes here, I'm going to go to Ground Zero in Dallas, go grab yeah. it, and I got you get 14 days off of work. 14 days off. We don't get paid Hanging enough out. around this place. All the money goes to fund Beck. I, right. I mean, it's ridiculous. I know. So give me a coronavirus vacation where I can watch Netflix for 14 days. <laughs> Sit up with it. the flu, eat pot pies. <laughs> It'd be fantastic, man. Listen, what's next for you guys? What are you working on? Can you even reveal what you're working on? Yeah, so we're, we're doing a, uh, a show on Wednesday. So uh, that's tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're doing a show tomorrow on rigging elections, which is pretty frightening. Rigging elections. Yeah. So we, we, did it, we did, looked at two different ways they're doing it. One is just showed actually kind of showed what Russia was doing and what other nation states are doing with hacking some of our systems, which will freak you out because we haven't taken steps really to, to really fight against it. And um, we're also looking at how Google and big tech is doing it, mm. which is insane. So yeah. the way they're doing it, they can change the minds of, let's say you have, you didn't like Donald Trump, then they could actually go in and with their manipulations at a 70% success rate, change your mind by after one search, after one Google search, 70% of the time, you'd come out and say, actually, no, I do like that guy. Yeah. It's, it's scary. You know, just the other day, I was I did a search within the podcast app, and I said I was looking for 
or I did a Google search actually, and I was I said podcasts against socialism. All it did was give me podcasts for socialism. Wow. Or podcasts by socialists, which I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Kind of interesting. It's rampant. Where are you at on Twitter? Uh, at Jason Buttrell. At Jason Buttrell. So go get it. It's always fun following you. It's good stuff. <laughs> you, you just you're like me. You don't care. You just poke the bear. Just don't Google some of the stuff I tweet about because no, you'll get the same list. Blacklist I deal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go to watchchad.com. Catch us out there on the road. Go to where podcasts are offered. Give us a five star rating and a good review. Go to shop.blazemedia.com. Get your t shirt. Chad, pray the show or F the left. That's my favorite. We'll talk to you next time. Love you. God bless. Bye. 